0: Welcome to the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to commercial political industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified specialist trainer. My goal is to rely on what I believe is be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service to Michigan workers. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to the podcast. In this episode, we have the first in the series of The Young Gun, featuring Mason King. Commercial Kitchen Chronicles podcast is proudly sponsored by VEGA and the VEGA Trades Education Network. VEGA is a leader in press technology and a large supporter of trade education through their V10 program. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles. Pat here. I have Jason, Rich Ortega, and very special guest Mason King with us tonight. Um, we're trying to do something a little different here. We're going to try to focus on some of the younger guys in industries so today we have mason king he is 23 years old he's out of south carolina and he does refrigeration hvac and he puts the kitchen stuff on the end so i don't know how much he really does <laughs> uh, i'll give him more time for that but i appreciate mason coming on and talking about you know what it's like being 23 years old out here killing it in the in the trades um you know i'm not against college uh, and i'm not against you know going to learn a trade or anything else so um, i'm just glad to have people on here to, to show what they're proud to do and you know that you can make good money being 20, 21, 22, 23 years old in a
1: trade with no debt. So what's going on, Mason? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. welcome. Thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Just hanging out this evening. Didn't have (laughs) uh, too much of a hard day. Been uh, training a new guy for, I guess he started not last Friday, but the Friday before. He's been with me every single day. So, I mean, he's gotten pretty good. He, uh, you know, a lot of times I just let, I'll toss him the tool bag and just sit there and watch him. And uh, he's excelling pretty good. How old is he? Uh, he's like 28. He's got a little bit prior experience. Um, just came out of residential HVAC, and then back in a while ago, he used to work for a smaller refrigeration company.
0: Nice, nice. I heard a lot of good things about you from Rich. He said he ran to you actually out in the field somewhere, and he said, yeah. Hey, you know. This young gun thing. He's like, oh, I know someone would be good for it. And you know, brought you up. And I was like, oh. I was like, what's his name? I was like, oh, I follow him. He follows me. I was like, that's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, world. we met
0: at
2: a at an outback wasn't it? I was doing a startup yeah. on the on the Unox and you was doing I think the walk-ins or something yeah, like was,
1: that. Yeah, I was going out there, yeah. For the walk-ins. Got
2: a lot
0: those Unoxes, man, an Outback dude. I got a story, <laughs> but I won't tell it on the air. It wasn't, it didn't call it the unox. I'll just say that. It had nothing to do with the Unox. It was just something else in the kitchen. So uh, that's the oh, story gotcha. for the time. Uh, no names will be mentioned during that story. <laughs> so uh, what's going on, Jason? How you feeling? You had a little little minor uh, procedure last week and you're back to Yeah.
3: Thanks for asking. And thanks for checking up on me. You know, aside from my coworkers, you guys have checked on me. Some of the guys in the chat, like Brian, um, Sanders has checked on me and everything just from the small mention of me having a nasal procedure last week. So yeah, I just had a terminal reduction where they just um, reduced some of the swelling that's in my nose from over the years, a little bit to do with like an afferent addiction on top of allergies, me trying to combat my allergies. So had that procedure last Friday and I'm feeling much better. I went ahead and took the week off from work. So I'm not returning to work until next Monday. So you'll see me uh, posting a bunch of content and and doing what I like to do on here, just communicating um, with people in our industry, promoting our industry, and just, you know, just doing our uh, commercial Kitchen Chronicles thing.
0: Yeah, I've noticed the uptake in your, uh, your uh, posting, and I like it. I like it. Yeah, because I'm having fun. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> what fun looks you're like saying, for me. You're making up for my lack of posting is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah you, I'm
0: trying. <laughs> you back today a little bit.
2: Huh? You taking a break, Rich?
0: No, he came back a little bit well, today, didn't he? Seen a oh,
3: yeah. yeah you that, yeah. yeah that, a, that, uh, a bit what was of up a, with uh, that, with that unit? You get it figured which out. Which one? The one,
2: um, that looked like a supermarket line, like a, I'm sorry. It looked like, a just some. Oh yeah. Yeah. Up. That was, um, that was a freezer at a, at a family dollar. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, in the, like I showed in the video, the back heater was, uh, was dead, but the guy who went and diagnosed it, you know, he, uh. He saw the same symptoms I saw. Front was clean. Back was frozen solid. And mm-hmm. his notes say he thawed it with water, turned the unit back on. He says he checked the defrost and it was working. But you know how that goes. And then um, he probably just checked the front element is what I'm guessing. And then after he's going to drop down the temperature, he said, oh, it's good. And ran out the store. And now tomorrow they have a new defrost heater coming in. Mm. So mm. so was the front was good. But the back well, the was the front it? was good, but the back the back was bad. Yeah. The front was pulling oh, five and a half amps, the back was pulling zero. They're both wired together. So I mean, you know, I'm no rocket God. surgeon, but that's that scream's a bad <laughs> heater to me.
1: <laughs> so basically, what have you been working on here lately? Um yesterday I had a pretty fun day on a rack. We don't work on too much, so every time I do it's you know, it's a good you know, on learning. training wheels basically. Well learning and, experience. Um, yeah. Cause yesterday, uh, you know, we're out there just to do the maintenance on it and I saw a loose screw hanging off a cylinder and coil, went to go tighten it up. Didn't see the rubbed out wire right on the oil level control, barked mm-hmm. that and spent, you know, basically the next couple hours tracing that one down ended mm-hmm. up being uh nice. pop to the contacts in the Dan Foss controller. It, it, it was a long one. And then, uh, other than that, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Had a, uh, Walk-in cooler or freezer hung up and right before a defrost today, it was froze up. But you gotta love those. Um,
0: yeah, that was, was too
1: crazy.
0: Kitchen for gets to forty degrees. They never call yeah. like twenty eight. <laughs> they would call when it's like fifty degrees. I'm like, dude, this thing's been down for like three days, man. Like, yeah, it in a matter of minutes.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, this mm-hmm. one wasn't too bad. They called it in pretty early. I think the freezer was still at about like twenty or so. That'd be lower. No, and um, so, you know, we just it in a long defrost and pulled, you know, pulled X off the time clock and let her eat. Ain't no sense in getting in there with a the water hose and making a big old mess when it's not too bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So, like I said, the reason we had you on because we're doing this young guns feature and uh, you're out there killing it. So you want to talk about how you got involved, you know, where you work at and what made you pick up a trade and how long you've been there?
1: Um, you know, when I first graduated high school in 2019, I originally wanted to go do. Um, I see y'all laughing.
0: My daughter graduated. <laughs> 19, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. uh Damn. You know, I first thought I wanted to go do a couple of years of you know Greenville Greenville Tech, and then transfer to uh, you know like Clemson University or something like that. And uh, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about what I wanted to do. And originally, I used to be real big in like off road and stuff i built a couple jeeps and old toyota truck and stuff like that and uh, so i wanted to do some sort of like automotive marketing i didn't necessarily want to you know work on it all the time because it was a passion and uh but then i'm sitting there you know at the greenville tech taking biology classes and i'm like this makes no sense and uh had a had a buddy that did this had a couple buddies that welded a couple buddies that were electricians and you know, after just kind of picking all their brains and everything, I was like, well, this one sounds kind of, you know, the most rewarding, at least. You know, you're actually able to just work on stuff versus, you know, just completing the task. And so here I am. <laughs> and uh, started going to the local tech school for this in August of 2020. Got a job with my current company in 2020 as well after my first semester of school. Um, was working, going to school at night, working, going to school at night. Then I got tossed into the on-call rotation while still going to school. And, uh, so all that was, you know, pretty big challenge. I had a bunch of IOUs to a lot of the guys. Um, you know, definitely owe a lot of them a thank you for covering while I was at school. But nothing was worse than, you know, leaving school and then having to go run a call. (laughs) And it's already like 10 o'clock at that point. It was a lot. So, did you finish school, or did you just say I did? I, I, you know, I wanted, I started it, so I mean, I was gonna finish it. And uh, had a had a bunch of good teachers over there, uh, especially the refrigeration guy. He's got his own company in town, and um, he he does pretty well for himself. And you know, he's kind of he was definitely a big help and helping me progress how I did. That's nice.
0: awesome. Cool.
3: So what was the the, the the certificate in or the diploma or the associate? Uh
1: It was a certificate in HVACR. Nice. There was something else on there, too. I mean, I got it somewhere, but, you know, I mean, I basically got it, put it in the folder and threw it somewhere. I was like, well, yeah, I'm done it, with it.
3: that. Uh, you got your EPA ready to go.
1: Yeah, they got oh. us, you know, the EPA was, you know, obviously the big one, and you get a couple other just, you know, I haven't pulled it out of my wallet since I put it in there a couple of years ago. So, 14A track pipe, and this is just random stuff.
2: So, how how well do you think that um, tech school prepared you for being in the field? You know, a lot of times, older guys are like, "I forget everything you learned in tech school, this, that, and the other." I mean, while there's an element to you know being in a controlled environment, isn't the same as in the field. um, Obviously, you know, you do learn things that will prepare you. But what's your take, being that you're you know recently graduated? Uh, from tech school? What's your take on how well it it prepared you for being in this field?
1: I think the biggest, I think that would be a better question for somebody who did the whole program and then started school versus, you know, I started working after my first semester. So I was able to, you know, learn about something and then, you know, then see it later on that day. Mm, Um, You know, a lot of that was pretty instant. So, you know, it was like, okay, that the stuff they're saying, actually, you know, I need to know this. Um, so I, I would definitely say it's what you take out of it. Um, you know, I started, I started that program the same exact day as, you know, a lot of other people and, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not bashing nobody, but there's, you know, a lot of people who just didn't take the classes seriously and stuff like that. And, you know, they're just, you know, they're just swapping filters every day and pretty content, but I mean, I, I just don't know how there's a lot more money to be made out there if you make something.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. That's cool. That's a different way to look at it. I mean, I always tell guys, you know, if they you want know, to get in a trade, you know, it's an opportunity to uh, try before you buy or so. So if you do want to do a trade, you know, see if you can't work somewhere as a helper for a summer or something before you get in, you know, spend the money on it. But it seems like you did it and it worked out the other way. So that's pretty cool. I bet the teacher probably loved having you in class too because you probably, yeah, I, 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 jokes
1: I would end up. Yeah, I would end up helping out a lot of times on some, like, the bigger classes. That's you know, he would he would be on one unit and I'd be on the other just, you know, showing people the same thing. And, it, you know, most of the time it was only – I, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that all the time by any means. But, you know, most of the time it was if I just did that at work with somebody or something like that. Um, so that, that definitely helped a lot.
3: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I remember my HVAC school in Tacoma and we had we had quite a few students that were actually doing residential and doing maintenance work that that was their job in the and they some of the their tuition was paid for by the employer but I know the teacher was leaning on them big time so it was it was pretty cool to see them uh, actually Put what they were learning in school, and like, man, I just dealt with this issue, or, or we just learned about it this week. But they were dealing with it the week before, and they're like, "Well, crap! If I took, the, yeah. if I had this class the week <laughs> two weeks before, I would yeah. have been able to figure that out." But they were also able to share a lot of what they were doing on the regular, you know. they're like, "Hey, what'd you do last week?" And they'd bust out their pictures and videos, and and the teacher would throw it up there on the screen, and they talk about it. So it was pretty cool having that that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I was gonna yeah. make a note on that uh, nasty hbacr's comment as well. Is that, is that highlighted on all the screens yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry you're good
0: no you're but, uh, fine. but yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's uh that's definitely true
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense tech school gave him a good way to visually trace out circuits and understand how inside motors and compressors work and he says those visuals are still in my brain to this day while i am diagnosing so it, that makes a lot of sense there yeah for sure yeah so I'm sure you got friends that probably went to school and spent sixty, eighty, hundred thousand dollars, came back and yeah. struggled to find work and probably making nowhere yeah. new, making or anything else. Um,
1: oh yeah. You know, a lot of them came back and you know, I mean I definitely have a lot of friends who, you know, did something good with it. Um, but you know, I would say just more people I know that have gone to school and, you know, not really done anything with it, end up, you know, working at a restaurant that I'm working at and it's, you know I run into that a lot too people my age working in restaurants like like people I went to school with cuz I still you know I've lived in the same town my entire life so you know I run into people that I went to school with grew up with and stuff like that working in these fast food restaurants and it's it's always kind of like a really weird feeling cuz you know it's like we're the same age but you know you're on the grill at Burger King and it's it's just real weird It uh the small stuff like that it's uh definitely interesting Yeah,
0: like I said, I'm not against school. Um, There's plenty of careers where you need that education. Just if you're going to spend that kind of money, um, you really need to know what you're going to do. I mean, there's so many degrees out there you can't do anything with that the school gives you, you know, a piece of paper for, and you're just stuck with it. so. Mm So EC2Fix says he was curious how well that school prepared Mason for electrical challenges in our trade.
1: I mean, other than I mean, it teaches you you know everything's a source source path and a load, and then you got to have a switch. Um, So I mean, I feel like with that simple basics, you know, you just got to figure out where it starts and figure out where it ends. And I feel like school has done a good job at that. And you know, especially working, um, you know, being young, being young in it and thrown just kind of to the wolves at some points, tracing down like you know twenty four volt shorts and weird. Shorts and the refrigeration circuits, and a lot of it just, you know, it's just experience. He says most yeah. that came from.
0: He says he only asked because he knows HVAC guys who can't even operate a
1: multimeter.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think we we all know those guys. I'm pretty I, yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: I know a couple of those guys too. <laughs> I,
3: I keep <laughs> finding new ones in trucks when we when we switch trucks out.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> this never came
3: out
0: of the box. <laughs> Unfortunately, guys like that everywhere. Uh, it's just part of what happens. So. It's kind of wild how the industry works, unfortunately. But uh, there is good guys out there, and there is people that shouldn't be out there. I mean, just like every other job. So
2: yeah. So you my, talk about my,
3: my three favorite things to find in in vans after a while is an untouched recovery tank
0: meter and micron gauge. Those are the three. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. With the plastic on it, you're like, yeah, paint's like, hmm. worn off, but the plastic still on it. You're like, <laughs> 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 it's been rolling around that page
1: for a while that's bad <laughs> taking a couple of coil cleaner spills by now too
3: oh the big foamy <laughs> crusty mess back uh-huh. there I see that all the
0: time I was yeah. waiting for a video I'm gonna put out for my job today um and it's a r290 can and the bottom of it. it was just like completely rusted I don't know how it's still holding refrigerant because it was <laughs> in the, you know those blue plastic bins you like for your shelves in the van yeah they come with the van well, I have it. Yeah, I had ice machine cleaner in the same one, and it got a hole punctured in the ice machine cleaner. So anything that was like a metal, cane's like the bottom of it's rusted. I'm just waiting for stuff to start popping in the back of my van. Jeez, <laughs> but it held refrigerant still, so I used it and got it off my truck. <laughs> <laughs> so I see you working on all different kinds of stuff. I mean, there's like you got you know medical stuff, rooftop stuff, rack stuff. So you guys just pretty much do everything.
1: Yeah, we pretty much do everything. Not much racks. Um, you know, we only have not even a handful of those customers. But as far as, you know, more of like a cold storage type setup, um, you know, still just regular split systems, just a couple of them. We have more of those and racks for sure. Um, the pharmaceutical, you know, some plasma places. Um, Ooh, super do. cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we just do, you know, kitchens, you know, restaurants all that good stuff, Um, you know, worked in the morgues, worked in daycare. I mean, I've worked everywhere. Um, (laughs) There's probably not a single type of business that uses a cooler that I haven't worked, which is, you know, pretty nice. You know, we're just, we'll just do anything, you know. If you got something, we'll come fix it. Which definitely makes you learn a lot um, because, you know, we also, we cover a pretty broad area and, you know, outside of Greenville, it can get pretty rural pretty quick in some spots. And, uh, you know, you'll come across, you know, some old R12 equipment that somebody's written some weird refrigerant on it. And, (laughs) you know, you just got to make it work out there in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's guys out there that have it a lot worse than we do. But there's a, you know, those guys have been using a chuck in a truck forever. And, you know, you come, you finally fix it. It's finally cold. They're like, you know, they'll always say it's never been like that before. Like, well, I know, look who was working on it hired yep. a jack leg and um but then it comes time for the bill and you know they're always they're always complaining about that you know good work that they were so happy about a minute ago when <laughs> it comes time for the bill it's like well you know i mean Yeah, the bill comes due It always, uh-huh. does. <laughs> <laughs> always second, yeah.
2: you, you either pay or you're gonna pay i mean there's no way around it uh-huh.
0: but they really don't save money with chucking a truck man because most of the time it's callback 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 they don't get that. They just see smaller bills. And they don't realize that all those smaller bills are less than a, a good technician's regular bill, you know, get it done properly the first time. So, mm-hmm. so Megan has a point. She said, the best is when an electrician asks to use your multimeter because he doesn't have one. That happens all the time that's not a joke <laughs>
2: that happened really? i never no nah, i never heard that one that, that's a new oh. one for me wow. oh man
3: i i just worked on a, a neighbor's ac and he's an electrician like racking in the dough i was reading the schematic on the side of the you know it's one of the relays burnt so i had to bypass it so that the con- the condenser would turn on with it so it's cool they got a kid but i'm like showing him the the schematic on the back of the little panel of this of this condenser and he's just like I'm like well you got a meter on you he's like no i'm like all right well i'm gonna have to walk two blocks back to my house to get that meter and then come back <laughs> oh, yeah. and continue to help you but you know this is pretty cut and dry you could just move this wire here you know and he's just like i'm like okay all right yeah, that's not I the best impression that-
0: if they're not a service right. electrician, they don't carry meters. Like guys- a lot of
3: them say, they just deal with like they don't deal with live wires. they they, they just do continuity and they they set up things and someone comes and turns it on. That's like two different people. The person who turns it on and the person who ran the wires are two different people apparently. But they're all electricians.
2: I'll tell you what what gets me with electricians, and I'm not bashing electricians. I got a, a good friend who's an, an electrician, but he's actually a good electrician. That's a um, but. <laughs> but uh y'all ever ran into where they run the wiring for the walk-in through the through the drip pan underneath the evaporator instead of through the knockout? I've, I've run into that a few times in person.
3: I've never I've seen, seen that it. once and it rubbed
2: out. That's I why see, I was
0: even there. I see the video, <laughs> like how does this even work? I've never seen it in person because if I see it in person, I'd probably lose it. i just
2: I've seen it in person a couple. I think, I think it was literally two times in my whole career. I've seen that. First, there's I've seen a bunch of po- posts on Facebook about it, and I'm like, "Nah, y'all are." There's no way. And then I walk into a walk-in cooler one day, and I'm like, "Oh, this is for real." Oh, this isn't a Florida thing, is it, Rich? Not a Florida thing, right? <laughs> it happens all over.
0: <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd freak out. That'd be it. it I wouldn't. Even, I don't know, man. I'd have to make some videos and stuff, or even looked at it. It just. It,
2: <laughs> they not realize what that pain's there for. I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and they don't realize that there's like at least three knockouts in the back of the evaporator where the wire's supposed to go.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
2: this is half and three quarter back there. I
0: mean, take your pick.
1: <laughs> so, Mason,
0: I, how many years you been in this?
1: Uh, this December will be my third year at this company. So there's you've seen some stuff my, then, huh? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: So you got you- any any horror stories or something that, that sticks out that you're like, you were just like, what the hell? Or I wish I never walked into this or anything like that. You got any good stories?
1: Sometimes I ask that every morning. Why did I pick this? <laughs> but, um, you know, um, a lot of it was just hell, you know, getting thrown into a van and just figuring it out. I had a couple of good buddies I'd talk to all the time and, you know, some good managers and uh, figured a lot out. Just a lot of it was just hell. For a
0: while. Yeah, that's how I learned. Unfortunately, the internet wasn't as big back when I started as it is now. Um, but I still I mean, I still remember just out there eating shit, struggling. Like, who do I call? Where do I go? Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Why did I decide I wanted to do this? I'm like, <laughs> There's days I'm ready to quit I mean I still got days I'm ready to quit, but there was like days back then I was like seriously like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gonna find a different job. I'm gonna go back to being electric.
2: Like, <laughs> <mean, like, laughs> I don't know. Thinking about this stuff, I think we might have to rethink this this Young Guns thing because I'm thinking about when I first started, I used to go around. I had in my truck that big, um, I think it was called Refrigeration and Air Conditioning Technologies uh, mm-hmm. book. It was like the big blue book that had like everything you could want to know about HVAC and refrigeration. And I used to flip through that because we didn't have cell phones like that. We definitely didn't have iPads or none of that crap. Yeah.
1: Shoot. I still I have one. This is like, huh? Room? Now I have a commercial refrigeration yeah. textbook in my van. Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll thumb through it sometimes, just like while sitting there at lunch. And a lot of times, if I got somebody riding with me, I'll toss it to them and you know let them pick a couple chapters if they want. Just kind of go over some stuff, especially after we just left something we might have had to work kind of quick or something like that. But well, oh, you mm-hmm. can catch up on that right here.
0: That's cool. So you're young. And you say you do some training with some of the guys. Who? What is the oldest person you've had to train, and how is that, like, with him trying to deal with someone probably – well, what was their age first? Let's start there, the oldest person you had to train.
1: I think uh, we got a guy started not too long ago. I think he's he's either almost 60 or almost, like, 65 or almost 70. Um, but, he, you know, he came with a lot of experience. So I just had to train them on our software and, you know, stuff like that, kind of our routes around town and stuff like that. Right. Um, but as far as, you know, no experience, nobody, nobody too old, you know, probably mid forties. Um, and they'll, you know,
0: listen to someone half their age or young enough to be their son. I
1: don't know. I used to always think about that too. You know, like, always, like telling somebody to do something I'm like, I don't want to seem like an, you know, I don't want to be like an <laughs> asshole. But then again, it's just like, you know we got we got shit to do. And, I don't want to uh, be
3: an asshole, basically. but I got to respect my elders.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's you a lot a of
3: stir that. Throw
0: on the back of everything. <laughs> Carry my tool bag, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the back that ladder, sir. <laughs> uh, my son, he's twenty. Well, he's twenty-one now. He just turned twenty-one, but he he was my apprentice, and man, he I, I could imagine just. Having to listen to someone my son's age just telling me what to do or try to explain something to me. Just man, it'd be a rough situation to be in. So it sounds like you handle it pretty well. You don't give them too much shit. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. You know, a lot of it too. Um, you know, some of the guys I've seen come and go with, you know, a bunch of experience and or you know, a bunch of experience and stuff like that. One example, this guy said he had like 10 years experience and you know, he started on like a Monday and he was on r- 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 Friday was like his first day of service, and um, he needed a jug of refrigerant on his last call. And it was, I was passing it on the way home. And, uh, you know, his issue was it was froze up. And he was like, Yeah, it's froze up. And, um, you know, the sight glass was flashing. And he's like, I just don't even know where to start. And I was like, Well, did you, you know, I said, Did you at least get the ice off before you, you know, you said you were low on refrigerant or your sight glass was flashing or whatever? And I mean, he just let go. I mean, I guess he was already having a bad day, but. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I got ten years of experience. I don't need you questioning me. This, that, and the other. And you know, like, I'm oh. not here for that. You know, I mean, it's it's work. I'm I'm gonna go to work and I'm gonna go home. And uh, I just I just dropped the jug of refrigerant, turned around, and walked <laughs> right back to my van. And uh, you know th- that right then told me everything I need to know about him. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, a couple other you know running callbacks on guys that didn't last. Um, you know, one dude put in a TXV on this beer cooler and, um, you know, he got it, you know, got it all swapped out, and uh, he left, and they called back the next day, saying it hasn't gotten below 42 degrees, and, um, you know, sight glass is clear, head pressure is good, my superheat out the compressor is like 80 degrees, and um, so, you know, I go down there and start cranking on that TXV, and it, uh you know, it falls right into, you know, it falls right into range after just sitting there and adjusting the brand new TXV, and so, you know, I was like, I wonder if I got something weird going on with this valve. So I was like, I'll ask him what he set the superheat to before he left. And, uh, you know, called him, and he said, oh, man, you ain't got to do that. He said, they just kind of, they just kind of settle in. <laughs> and I said, I said, you didn't turn it once. And he said, nah, nah, you ain't got to do that. And it's just stuff like that. You know, I can't do nothing but laugh. Uh,
0: great. That, that's absolutely great.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's,
3: there's, you know, it's, it could be people having a bad day, but there's plenty of times where I just try to just try to get more information to fill in blanks for an understanding Mm -hmm. of what's going on, where people lose it. They're just like, I know what I'm doing. I'm just like, I'm really just trying to understand, Uh, you know, help me understand I'm dumb. Just help me understand what you're trying to say. So I can articulate to the customer or, you know, I can, you know, or, or even worse, I'm there after them. It's potentially a callback and I'm just calling to find out what they did. So I don't, waste my time or redo and they still lose it like
0: oh yeah
2: to me that's like the biggest indicator though that they know that they don't know what they're doing or what they did or why they did it and instead of just you know calling for help while they were there or just telling you honestly hey i was trying this i was trying that you know but i i really was lost they they just flip out that's just a way to try to cover up the Mm -hmm. fact that they know they didn't know what they were doing at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take on it.
3: Or worst, uh, they did know what they were doing, and they're they're pissed off that you're there because you're probably gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Or
0: that, yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Either way,
1: it's I mean, I've definitely had my you know my fair share of callbacks, especially you know first starting, and uh, you know somebody would call me, and I would just be so inquisitive to figure out what I missed. Because I mean, I hate making the same mistake twice. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, everybody in this podcast has had their callbacks. Mm-hmm. you always want to
2: learn to, to this day I still ask somebody if, if you know if I struggled on something and they got to go behind me I'm still like hey you know call me let me know what you found and if they didn't call me I'll mm-hmm. call them be like hey did you finish that call what did you find where did I mess up I, we're all going to keep screwing up until the day we uh we retire from this so like uh-huh. you said you might as well keep learning and it don't no matter how old you are how long you've been in this just be open minded and hey what did I miss a lot of times it's something stupid sometimes it's something big but either way if you learn and somebody can explain to you what you did wrong, then you know for next time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I had a huge case of that this week. You know, like I talked to you guys about it Monday, but I um I had uh, some friars come in. Over re, they'll remain nameless, but um uh, they having some issues with some parts, and I spent a greater part I mean, six six hours replacing a bunch of parts. And i have done the mm-hmm. same repair on some other fryers they had, so I just I looked at the instructions. I didn't realize there was two sets of instructions. I just seen the first set. I was like, "Oh, it's the same as the last one I did." So I did the same as the last one I did. The bad thing was, I went out to a store and I pulled out a bank of four working fryers. I put gas lines, return oil, return lines on, and I turned them on. All four fryers lit, and none of them would sense. They wouldn't sense flame. They just keep sparking, 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 lit. No, no sense. I tried diagnosing it real quick, but they had to open up at ten. It was Veterans Day. You know, most places do on Veterans Day free meal. It's gonna be an absolute nightmare. I rolled the new the old fryers back in, hooked them back up, filled them up, fired them up, and went on my business. Uh brought the fryers back into the shop Tuesday when I came back in and uh it escalated. The president of the, the franchise, the president of the restaurant, president of the fryer company, and the president of my part of my parent company were all on all on conference calls. Conference call, dude. The, 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 this restaurant group was threatening to pull a two million dollar order from the manufacturer because of this and uh all wow. the out there was two sets of instructions i read the wrong instruction and i just wired it the way the old ones were and then uh the old ones you didn't hook up the sense wire on this new module is a different version you had to hook up the sense wire and that's all i didn't do dude mistake man yeah and i owned it man. i mean that's 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 another thing i tell these young guys own your mistakes don't try to hide it don't yeah. try to you know, say what you did and own it, and it's you're gonna turn out a lot better. But yeah, it it, it got ugly fast. Wow, thank so. you. So, and you're still
3: the best one to go back and deal with it. So, well, dude, they were,
0: well, <laughs> they were like, hey, we're gonna fly someone up there, and then we realized it was you. We said we're not sending anybody up there. you <laughs> I was like, oh.
3: we're gonna send the best.
0: Oh, it was him. Thanks for the motor. <laughs> <laughs> like, almost cost you guys two million dollars. <laughs>
3: Uh, ah that's a month that's a
0: friday yeah. <laughs> do you do any cooking mason or are you just all refrigeration hvac
1: do what do you do any hot side stuff yeah so i mean <clears throat> nothing too complex like a lot of the um a lot of the warranty you know vulcan all that big stuff and, you know rich's company has basically got that on the lock with the manufacturers and stuff we don't do much of that at all um you know we do some warranty work for some pretty pretty junky companies out there that you know there's a lot of that um you know every now and then i'll be sent to go work i mean there's a lot of times i just don't even know like what to do especially on not as much anymore but you know you will work on something so small and you're just like why am i even fixing this for this you know it's just some random it's almost like a toaster almost and uh so a bunch of weird junky companies and then um you know fair share blodgett ovens and Regular fry, Pitco fryers, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, a little bit of experience with the Henny Pennies. Um, not much with the Fry Masters, other than that one that I recently posted. Um, I think y'all saw that on uh, Facebook or something. The one covered in grease and French fries and all that <laughs> nasty stuff.
0: Oh, uh, the pile. Yeah, mm-hmm. back where they just been done with fries? Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. that. that thing's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no that, that was a bad too one. Too much. I'd say sometimes it'll I'll go a week without running a hot side service call. And then sometimes I'll run seven in a week. Um okay. there's really no in between. That's me, except I'm um, I'll go weeks without doing
0: refrigeration and all hot side and all side. Like this week I'm doing all refrigeration. Tomorrow I'm installing an ice machine and Refrigeration today. I was glad because I was just bitching last week that I'm over working on fryers and combi <laughs> <laughs> So my boss is like, "You get your wish." <laughs> mm. So, do you have some pretty good senior techs you get elite uh, lean on when you have challenges or you need some support, or do you you know reach out to people like Rich or other people you've met?
1: Um, you know, got a good service manager. Um, he's a newer service manager, and then I had. I still am in contact with my old service manager um, he's definitely taught me a ton when it comes to the refrigeration stuff um, got a couple buddies I call a good bit talk to a lot of the days just as you know just to kind of keep the day rolling and uh you know, he's a little bit older than I am and been a, he's been a pretty great help too um, he's 26 yeah
0: sweet yeah, it's always a uh... good good to have coworkers you can lean on and you know especially when you get beat up or stuck on stuff <laughs> yeah you're not afraid to call technical support are you mason
1: no no okay. I'll, I'll call good. i try to wait forever good. you know i try to put myself to the ringer before i call them but i'll eventually call them if i can't get it
3: Oh, that's that's professional courtesy if you're going to contact them that you've gone yeah. through the paces, you know, so right. you can give them that information. Okay. So, you'll just be one less thing to check off the next time you call them before you call
1: them. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know, helps you diagnose, you know. No, you know exactly. Literally, tech support time. taught
3: me quite a bit, to be
1: honest, man. I was just <laughs> winging it some when of I got them. out.
3: You know? oh, yeah, some of them are reading, I'm some... like, I'm reading the same page you're reading, <laughs> guy.
0: <laughs> you <on> page 19? <laughs> <laughs> tech support hates me because like, by the time i call tech support and like they start the bottom I was like look let me tell you what i did and let's go from-. and like i was starting at the bottom of this tree dude like we're we're going to the top you know and then most of the time i read off what i've done they're like oh let me get you to somebody else I'm Like, oh, dude,
2: yeah see I-, I used to think like when i was early on in like the mid part of my career i was like it's going to be cool when I'm at that place where I don't really need tech support anymore or whatever. No, and then bro. now it's like, no, because when I need tech support, I really need tech support. Yeah. And the amount of times I call tech support and they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> You've done everything we know to do. I'm like, y'all ain't helping me. I'm like, let me go back seven years when I didn't know all this stuff and uh, and y'all can help me figure out something. But dang, that's why like- I still call them when I need them. Yeah
0: when I get a again an engineer's extension or his email address or phone number, I save it and like, oh, I'm bypassing tech support. Let me email or text. <laughs> <engineer. laughs> yeah.
3: Unless they need a ticket. They're pretty cool with that. Some of them would be like, Hey, just, just
0: hit me up. Yeah. I've got a, I've a lot of friends, you know, in this industry, like manufacturers and other places that if I can't figure it out, generally I can bounce it off them. And, you know, they do the same thing to me. If they can't figure something out, they bounce it off me. Um, It's it's pretty cool, you know what social media is doing for the HVAC refrigeration kitchen equipment industry right now, and it's it's you know especially uh, LinkedIn and Instagram is really big and really inclusive, and you know I've met a lot of cool people on there. You know I met you guys on there and Paul Mason on um, Instagram, and so but it's it's a wild time.
1: Uh, Mason, are you on LinkedIn or just Instagram? I used to have one, but it. Uh, I, I tried to open the app one day, and it just said I couldn't log in, so I couldn't do anything. Need to figure out about getting back into that thing.
0: Oh, it'll be worth it. It'll I like be. that. You yeah. the connections on that are. It's mainly business, but like you can connect with a lot of people at manufacturers that actually help out, you know, and make some con- good connections with it. it. It really
2: works out in your favor in the long run. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn is cool for especially if you want to grow and develop professionally. I've um i've met a lot of people that they've just seen my content and then they're like dude like you know say like their next level so that they're in leadership or they're in business and they're like hey if you're open to it you know i'd like to help you grow and understand leadership understand coaching understand business and i'm like i i thought i was just making cool repair videos but yeah, yeah. cool let's do that but it's like a lot of them saw stuff in me that i didn't even really see in myself and i'm like cool and then i actually got to the point where i'm You know, talking with some of these guys regularly and they're just pouring all this stuff into me that I'm like, if it wasn't for that platform, I would not be growing and learning all this stuff that that I'm learning now. So you definitely if you get on LinkedIn and start posting, you know, decent content, you'll make some good connections that they'll start putting stuff into you that you're probably going to reap the benefits 10, 15 years from now.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I'll definitely get back on it (laughs) or create a new one, whatever I got to do yeah
2: it's definitely worth it cuz the
3: people who reach out to you you know they're they're genuine for the most part i mean you will get people there straight up like hello this is what i'm offering you know so i try to be pretty intentional about my connections and for as many connections i have you know at first i was just taking any connections but i've mm-hmm. so i probably have a handful in there that have no business as I, as i see them i'll cut them but for the most part mm-hmm. out of the 3000 people there are some sort of blue collar hospitality just, it's it's a circle of life. It's the customers you serve. Yeah. It's the manufacturers who provide the equipment and, uh you know, other technicians and, and service companies. But those, if you, you stay connected with them, there's plenty and they will help you. And it's
0: great, great community. Yeah, Megan just said LinkedIn. What Megan's saying. saying, yeah. Relationships, yeah. So I'll I'll add pretty much anybody, but it's like, if you add, if I add them in like five minutes later, uh, you know, would you like to buy such and such or we offer these services? I'm like, block.
3: Yeah. Yeah. A whole, sp- a whole skit. It's like,
1: man,
0: and I added you five minutes ago and you were already coming up the sales pitch. See you later. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've, again, you know, you can't stress it enough. There's some connections I've made on there that have been pretty cool. You know, just, just genuinely some people that are put their time in and they're, re- I, I'm connected with a lot of people that are dude, that are retired. They've been doing it 40 years. They're, they're retired and they're just on there helping and just giving back and and connecting people and and I'm really grateful for them because they're retired. They could be Jimmy Buffett down here, you know, on the beach, but you know they're still in here. They're they're looking out for the next gen and whatnot. So I really do appreciate those type of connections, and I look forward to seeing them at at events and things like that.
0: They could still be Jimmy Buffett. Just use their phone, but <laughs> hanging on the beach. <laughs> Shit, I, I'm Jimmy Shit. Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> Out with an umbrella and a drink, and just on LinkedIn telling people what's
3: up. Sadly enough, that's something I'll be doing because this whole vacation, that's exactly what I'm doing, and
0: that's probably what I'll be doing. You know. Did you get your uh, HOA compliance brought up to spec, or what?
3: Um, no, I, I got the the pricing. I got to get four gallons of uh, a special paint that's forty dollars a gallon. So I'm going to try to do that this weekend, and I have to plant a tree by this weekend. Out a crepe myrtle.
0: The only person I know that's on the HOA and still gets in trouble <laughs> by the HOA.
3: Yeah, I'm on the arc. I'm on the the architectural committee, and I've still got to. I'm <laughs> the one who says the color of the house, the type of shingles, the all that stuff. And, the have and I have to, and I have to comply. So,
2: so how did that work? Did you send yourself the notice? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I was quite surprised. Just come home, and I'm like, oh, it looks like some hate mail in the mail here with the, <laughs> my. Uh, my neighborhood signia on it and open it up and it starts with you know we're trying to always maintain the property value and the curb <laughs> you're like
2: the i wrote it. this letter
1: <laughs> this is my template <laughs> so yeah like,
0: we're gonna need you to get this in compliance
3: yeah uh, so that's great maybe i'll make some content while i do that so
0: so mason 23 years old do you live on your own
1: or do you oh uh, your- yeah i'm I have a I got two roommates. Um one I've I've known him since kindergarten and the other one I think I've known since like second second or third grade. We played like little league football together. So uh-huh. I've known both of them basically forever. Um and then uh got my dog. He's he's right behind us. Can't really see him. he's a he's a chocolate lab. Um he's pretty dark over there. What can talk about so you are your roommates uh, in the trades? Um, yeah, the one of them he owns a landscaping company, and okay, then the cool. other one, um, him and his dad do uh, residential new construction, custom homes, HVAC nice. installs, and stuff like oh, that. Oh hell yeah! Nice. Um, you yeah, some good friends, buddy. Yeah, and then um, so you know, all three of us are pretty much just you know leaving about the same time, working all day, and yeah. Coming back home and you know, have a beer or two and and then I got a girlfriend too. I've been dating her since I was seventeen. So oh, spend a good bit of time nice. with her. So mm. yeah. She's almost finished up with school. Oh. She gonna be a what's she gonna be? Electrician? Uh she wants, no. No. <laughs> she uh she wants to help kids, which I think is pretty cool. Um she wants to be, you know, some sort of maybe like private Social practice. Worker children's therapist or something. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Wants to help kids through rough stuff, which I can definitely get behind. I mean, how yeah. could you not?
3: No, yeah. no, absolutely. And, and a lot of people need help, you know, different yeah. everywhere, everywhere. People need help.
0: No, I just mm-hmm. brought, up this, you know, I like to tell people about my son. Everyone asks, you know, I, I just use my son as a reference because it's what I, you know, I know, you know, he's 21 years old. And he owns a house. Got you know, he got a decent truck. He's engaged, you know, got two dogs. I mean, he's just like, you know, most 30-year-olds, but he's 21 years old. <laughs> so He's a – you know, I'm, I'm proud of him. You know, I'm proud of all the young kids yeah. out here. Like you, like it's – this is the whole reason I wanted to start this Young Guns thing is that, you know, to show you guys off, to show, you know, hey, you don't have to, you know, follow the status quo. You can go do whatever you want and make money and have fun at it. So you seem like you enjoy right. your job and your career, so –
1: I do. It uh, you know, keeps the lights on and allows me to have fun, have a good life. You know, pretty good work life balance, and uh, that always helps with having some money behind that too. Yeah,
0: people talk about that work like life balance, and I, people are like, "Man, you work too many hours." I'm like, "Look, me working too many hours is my own fault because I don't say no. Like, <laughs> yeah. half the hours I work, but that's like when I started, I didn't make the money I make now." And I had three kids. I was struggling, so I worked a bunch of hours. I just became addicted to that lifestyle, and it's like never gone away. I will say though, if you have kids or something, make sure you're there for your kids' events. Make sure you go to your kids' yeah. sports events. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Their kindergarten graduation, your sixth grade graduation. Make sure you're there for your kids. And if your company doesn't understand that or can't accommodate that, you know that's a totally different conversation you're going to have with you know your family. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, I you think these days most back. companies. Most companies can and will accommodate it because yeah. if you're a good tech, I mean, they either got to hold on to you or the next guy is lining up, you know, to hire you the, yeah. the day you walk out of that company. And I think two companies are starting to understand, you know, there is a such thing as as mental health. There's a lot of you know stuff that you got to take care of behind the scenes for you to actually even be, you know, a good worker, to be a good employee. So in mm-hmm. this trade, it, it allows you to do that. I think you have the ability to make a, you know, a good living and still have that that work-life balance. Yes. Sometimes, you know, you're on call. Sometimes jobs take longer than, you know, expected and you're going to put in all the extra hours. But I think overall it affords a pretty good uh, work-life balance these days.
0: Kitchen Cowboy says my wife decides how much she can order off Amazon based on how much I'm not home. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
3: Uh, You know, to double what, what, you know, what Rich is saying, especially since COVID and, you know, I'm, I'm, we're all hard workers here, but you know, I think the psyche was hit globally when it comes to people's mortality and whether or not they want to work 70 hours a week just to not see tomorrow possibly you know so i get where the the shift in culture where people are like you know i need a work-life balance and that's legit you know i just think Mm -hmm. you know like the housing market where where sometimes it's a uh, a seller's market and then it's a buyer's market right now it's a technician's market it's an employee's market Mm -hmm. and i think uh, employers are seeing that so they're accommodating it's not to say that down the road it might shift and you know it might be back in their favor and they're like screw that time you know and whatnot but i think culturally people the the globe has shifted and you know i enjoy my my balance my work-life balance you know and i you know i've set myself up financially just enough to be like you know i'm here because i want to be here not because i have to be here so you know that's another thing i think employers should help Uh, Their employees with is some financial liter liter literacy literacy and whatnot, and you know, because if you can if you can have your finances under control, the life is so much different, man. You 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 know, Mm -hmm. you're gonna be where you want to be when you want to be there, versus you know, you gotta let somebody else dictate your your work life balance and and whatnot. So, just wanted
0: to add that. Yeah, my one hundred percent. My one piece of advice to someone young getting in you know career any career is take advantage of your 401k match whatever you can match put as much back as you can because you know the difference between starting at 20 versus starting at 40 could be millions of dollars <laughs> oh
1: yeah my uh and, and I, my I, grandparents go ahead,
2: go ahead. i was gonna say i i say that unless you know you're gonna be with a company for a long time i i say the opposite of that because having to roll over a 401k and crap like that, if you can't do it in time, which you lose in taxes and whatnot, um, that can kill any match and and anything that you saved. But definitely, you know, learn about investing is, is what I would say. Learn about index funds, learn about broad market funds, learn about all, all that kind of stuff, all different kinds of uh, different accounts and whatnot for sure. But yeah, I always throw that in about the 401k. I mean, they're not bad. They're great. But you have to know that you're going to stay employed for, you know a long time and you're gonna be able to roll it over and whatnot and i've seen people lose you know 20 30 of their 401k because they got let go and they couldn't get hired within a, a certain time frame so there's just yeah, that side of it
3: that's robbery yeah, yeah.
2: that's the government oh
0: yeah yeah. legalized robbery man it's a tax to
1: stand for
2: yeah, <laughs> a bunch of thugs mm-hmm. <laughs> but go ahead mason i cut you off my bad.
1: no yeah i was saying uh you know i was forced from the outside, pretty much, to start investing in that 401k and stuff like that. And that, you know, a lot of the, some of the struggle, too, is, you know, being young and finally having, like, you know, decent money. And then it's like, oh, you know, that that new handgun's cool, or that's cool, that's cool, you know, like, I can just go buy that now, you know, I ain't got nobody (laughs) telling me no. And uh, so some of that's kind of hard to battle sometimes, um, you know, Mm -hmm. just now kind of making decent money.
0: Jason's thinking about me because we had this conversation earlier about my poor financial decisions. Like, oh, so, He's like, no, I'm not trying to keep up with nobody. I just like buying dumb stuff. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I keep thinking about that Milwaukee train horn you got there. <laughs> one of the many things, dude. One of the many things
3: I do. Be good for pranks. You should at least make content with that and, share, and scare people. Well, I wanted to drive
0: <laughs> a golf cart. And, you like, looked
2: into the drive-thru? Oh,
0: I put it in a van. I'm gonna put it in the van and hit somebody like a bum or somebody sleeping on the side of the road and hit them with it. You're horrible. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> so Mason, what do you like doing for fun? That so weird.
1: blue collar. Um, <laughs> like the uh, um, a lot of hunting and fishing and more hunting than fishing. Um, year. do what? That time of year? Oh yeah. Um. Might go duck hunting this Saturday. Not sure yet. Um, and then uh, I got a mountain bike. I'll go mountain biking a good bit too. Just so I'm not always just sitting still. Not doing Got to get active you, somewhere. So you live near I mountains? I like doing that. Yeah. So trails? we live kind of like at the uh, foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Do you take um,
3: a sidearm when you go riding in case of bears or anything like that?
1: No. Nah, so our region, it's only got black bears and, you know, it's, it's really friendly. Very, very well, black bear—they're more scared of you typically, unless they have cubs or something like that. They're—they're um, they're pretty much going to leave you alone.
3: Oh, um, Okay.
1: So They're not a, really. That's a,
3: a bet you're taking. I got you, not me.
1: Yeah. There. I mean, there's some. Uh, you know, there's some. Uh, like in city trails, you know, kind of off the path, like by five minutes or so um, in town, and some of those are pretty. You know, i sometimes. You know, I, well, I a lot of times I have a sidearm with me on those versus. In the middle of the mountains, just because like, I don't know, yeah. it's not like what I'm going to see. It's who I'm going to see. I was running Is it running That's there my hurting. thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, when it's I go right camping, I'm more
2: worried about the people than the animals. He, he's yeah. Meth
0: zombies, like I had to experience today. <laughs> Is that what that post was about? Yeah, dude, <laughs> I was getting bombarded by meth zombies. Oh, <laughs> oh you like I didn't even think about it. I was working on the shoot. I had my van open, had the radio on and stuff. I'm like. This guy comes walking by, he's like, just like looking all weird and like arms crumpled up, and he's like smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot where I was at. He's in my van. He's like looking at and he like, he walks back and looks at my van again. I run and close the door and hit the fucking button, and it honks. Oh, <laughs> I hit the button, and it, it honks, and he takes off, but it's like all day. I had a bundle of like hats. He just stole it from the store across the street. It's all like bundled up. He's like, Man, you you bald. You need a hat, man. Five dollars. I was like, I don't need no hat. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey,
2: we yeah, have,
1: uh, that's a funny story. We have like this, uh, bum, you know, he's got to be on meth or something in uh, downtown Greenville. And uh, anytime he sees like one of my company vans, he'll uh, he'll you know, he'll just turn and it's just like the most awkward, like presidential <laughs> wave. And uh it's a coin toss and whether or not he's gonna pull his pants down. <laughs> and uh then you're just looking at it, you know, his ass just sitting right there and he's just turning around waving as you're just trying to fill out your paperwork. <laughs> it's just like man just home. Sounds but, like a uh, show. Yeah, he's uh you know, a couple of the guys got stories of him, you know, just walking up to their vans and stuff like that. He's a he's an interesting guy. I haven't talked to the guy, I haven't gotten his backstory, but
2: when I get my I I got spit at because of my backup alarm.
3: <laughs>
2: this, this lady that she uh yeah, she was obviously on something, but she went off on how uh if I'm gonna have a backup alarm, I might as well just run people over because I'm damaging their ears <laughs> with the backup alarm. And then Good she job. spit at my oh. van.
3: Wait, you uh, guys don't disable that backups that backup alarm? Are you not allowed? We're not, no. Oh I have them done. Yeah, we, I'm not yeah, waking people up at four in the them.
0: morning in my neighborhood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I that's why you got. The doctor, doctor. Doctor. I have them. So, yeah. Somebody's going to listen to this episode, and I'll have a backup event, backup alarm next week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I don't work for their company. I'm just saying, I I, I disable mine. I don't care for that noise. I don't, and I don't care to hear my neighbors at two, three, four in the morning with that beeping. That's that's asinine, you know. So, yeah. it'd be nice if there was a switch, maybe, you know, for during. Business hours. Hey, eight o'clock. Let me turn that back. No, I would never do that.
0: So, you don't have <laughs> the Hellcat Challenger outside, and he's cold starting it every morning and <laughs> cold starting in Florida. No, uh, even uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't start- even know what that means. Uh, first start rowdy <laughs> and a little loud. So, <laughs> <laughs> <ruh, ruh>, <laughs> uh- all right, guys. Well, it's been 55 minutes. Um, it's been good for some. For another guy, who said he didn't feel comfortable coming on. He sure did talk a lot and <laughs> do pretty good. Yeah, I, it was
1: a it was a new experience. I appreciate y'all having me on.
0: I think uh, I appreciate Brady's you coming. Out. Out. <laughs> so, <laughs> did
3: what, you guys oh, he, ask
1: him yet? What's his
3: favorite thing? You know, what's his favorite thing about the trades? Oh. What, what What have you found so far? What's your favorite thing before we let you go? Just question ahead of
1: my oh. Head. Probably the, you know, the satisfaction from fixing stuff and, you know, yeah. the money's pretty cool too. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. Love, I, could, I could appreciate that. I love when you
0: fix something sure. someone else can't fix, you know, mm-hmm. someone else can do it. Like you walk in, you fix it, you walk out and you just smile. I'm like, yeah, I did that.
1: Yeah. That's so, probably round number one is just fix you know, just fixing the stuff. That's good.
3: Good relationship with the customers. Mm-hmm. So you give do you give, do you give them your phone to, number, or they have to get through dispatcher? Do you have a, like a personal relationship with them where they can reach out to you? It kind
1: of it kind of depends on the customer. You know, I have a couple of customers out there that have my phone number, but yeah. you know that's you know I've been servicing them since I've been working there, and you know they'll you know they'll never I'll never go out there and work or anything like that. You know, I ain't trying to do that underneath my company. Sure, sure. But uh, you know yeah. sometimes they'll call you with you know just something small like what do you think I should do? You know sometimes I'll tell them you know try this try this if that doesn't work then it's called office and you know, we'll come out there
2: and then, you know, there's some
1: customers, uh, you know, I would never give my number to, there's a, quite a few of those. I want no clue to know I even exist outside of work. Um, and then I I actually had one guy, he, uh, he asked me if I did side work and I was like, you know, not here. I was like, what you mean? And he had some rental houses in town and I was like, I'll go, you know, I'll go look at some rental houses for you. And, uh, Ended up missing his phone call because I was working one day, and he called me. He ended up calling me ten more times within two hours, and oh, uh, no. so yeah, I, you know, I just blocked him. I didn't nope. call him back. I didn't shoot him a text. I didn't <laughs> yeah. nothing. It was just a red flags, know, bro. Like, yeah, erased. Yeah. And and uh, so yeah, I I ditched that one pretty quick, but <laughs> definitely learn to be careful with it, and you never know, know who know who's worth it and who's not yeah if
0: i gotta call somebody unless i want them to have my number it's star 67 their number <laughs> I'm yeah. blocked. You, you're getting a you're getting a blocked number and if you don't answer that's on you see you later i'm not leaving a voicemail yeah. my or nothing, man nope i've had too many people call me like in the middle of the night i'm like dude i called you because you had to, you know i need to tell you i was coming not for you to <laughs> call me 11 o'clock at night because yeah. prior life, call the
2: opposite. so you don't leave your work phone in the van
0: no because i do tech support for my company, other companies
2: uh, yeah. me. i do, like, carry that.
0: I didn't have a personal yeah. phone like a
2: year and a half ago so two years ago maybe no nah, my my work phone stays in the van if i'm not working i've got a handful of people to say i don't do tech support for everybody i work with i got a handful of people that they can call me anytime for tech support they all got my personal number i have people like, hey, I called you and, uh, and you didn't answer. Well, I didn't have my work phone on me, bro. Sorry. If you ain't got my personal number, you can't call me after 5 o'clock <laughs> on weekends. I'm sorry. That is what it is. I probably need to get better about it, but it is
0: what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Pat on this one. My phone will ring at like 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. And it's the on-call guy, and I'm like, what could he possibly do? like? Oh hell, I guess I'll answer. I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> And then, uh, right. then you get roped into good. you know a two hour phone call, and I'll not I, I my phone when it rings I don't know I just answer figure you know why not I mean unless I'm you know if I'm eating dinner with you know my girlfriend family friends whatever you know I'm not going to answer it then but if I'm just you know just sitting at the house I mean what else do I got to be doing
0: Yeah, I uh, if I'm on uh, I've got a rule if I'm with someone in my company and I'm on the phone for over a half hour. I get the job number and I clock in paid log time.
2: Nice. So if
0: it's over like thirty minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm claiming time on this. Yeah. All right. They write it off as training. So, real quick, Mason, where can everybody find you if you want them to find you? If you don't, tell them to pound sand, but that's your call. <laughs> yeah, I need basically to find
1: only, you. Only. Basically, Insta. only got an Instagram at uh, it's M King H V A C R. I think I don't think there's any. Or is or anything. I see. Crazy it. In it?
0: I'll tag you in um, all the promotions and stuff when I release it. Um, I appreciate you coming on, though, man. Um, I look forward to seeing some more of your stuff and talking to you later on. You know, you can come back anytime you want. Um, and we look forward to having more of the young guns on. So if you guys know anybody that's 25 or so and under, we're not limited at 25. It's just an easy number to do. But if you know someone that's young and into trades and is absolutely killing it, and making a difference, you know, and they want to show off what they're doing send them our way. I'd love to have them on. And it doesn't have to Absolutely. be your PC, refrigeration, or kitchen. We'll talk to electricians, plumbers. Yeah. Maybe some other guys. I don't know. But Yeah. <laughs> <we'll talk. laughs> uh, we're here just to highlight the people out here killing it. So thanks for coming on, man. Thank awesome. y'all for having me. See you guys. If you guys would, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com, or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.